It's time! On this episode of One Team, One Podcast, we dive into our Tiger Droppings posts of the week. We have an LSU Rewind that is sure to fire you up for some basketball. And we discuss UFC 249 from this Saturday. It's a power-packed edition of One Team, One Podcast, and it starts right now. All right, guys, let's get started on another episode of One Team, One Podcast. Again, my name is Matt, and I am here with Jack. How are you doing, Jack? I'm good. Good. Happy good. Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to everybody out there. Uh-huh. <laughs> you had a little, you already had a little lunch today. Oh, yeah, we, we went and ate at Mansour's. They're, uh, Mansour's, like, yeah, they'll be a sponsor one let, day. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's coming. Uh, little yeah, we, outside dining, They huh? uh, They got some tents set up in their parking lot, and... Uh, some tables out there it's cool that's nice and you're about to go out of town so we're recording right. this uh for the last day and then you go out of town on a little golf trip huh uh well it's a family beach trip but i'm gonna turn it into a golf <laughs> trip <laughs> we're staying on a golf course so, so yeah. the lost key yeah lost key. lost uh, ball that's i've heard it's called lost ball as well right yeah so i'm gonna go buy like 100 golf balls before i get there i am jonesing to play more golf so i know we went uh last weekend but i'm ready to go back out again perfect weather right now for the quarantine um, and everything's starting to get lifted a little bit. So um, we'll jump right in. I wanted to uh, first give a, a big shout out to our sponsor for One Team, One Podcast, uh, Courtesy Automotive Group in Lafayette, uh, Brandon Lejeune. He's with Courtesy G, uh, Buick GMC. Uh, they're located at 4750 Johnston Street. Uh, shout out to Brandon. He uh, posted, uh, he, he got his uh, General Wade One Team One podcast t-shirt in uh, yesterday and uh, gave me a text about it. I really appreciate his support on the podcast. And you guys go reach out to him. He's an LSU fan. He would love to do business with, a, a, with another LSU fan like yourselves. Um, good relationship sales guy, just like I am. Um, and they got a couple of uh, deals right now that are pretty awesome uh $14,000 off a GMC Sierra 2020 uh four-wheel drive so um uh, that's pretty impressive um I think we talked about that a few weeks ago and yeah, we that's still going on you're are you going to get one uh have you talked to have you talked have you talked to Cheryl about this uh, so I'm still waiting on my GPA to come back so your GPA has got to get up before you can get this I think so I think I think that's the the deal um but it's also uh I might just go ahead and take the apartment instead. <laughs> take an apartment instead <laughs> of the car? Of, instead of a new car. I might stick with what I got for now. We'll see. We'll see. Well, you guys go reach out to them. Uh, they're the largest dealer in the state, really. Aut- largest automotive group in the state. Um, so go reach out to him. He can kind of get anything you want. Uh, you ask him. You can reach out to him and on his email. It's blejeune at courtesyautomotive.com. I'm going to tag all of his stuff on this on this post. 
Y'all reach out to him. He can deliver cars to you. Uh, again, that's Courtesy Automotive Group, Courtesy Buick GMC. We really appreciate their sponsorship. And that kind of brings us to our first segment, Jack. Right. And last week we kind of talked about um, I really want to be the official podcast of Tiger Droppings. They don't get enough love. Everybody kind of dogs on Tiger Droppings. Yeah. Uh, a bunch of crazies. Um, but I want to embrace that craziness. Uh-huh. And so we're considering ourselves the um, official, unofficial podcast of Tiger Droppings until they give us the okay. The and one I think, and only. I think they will. Um, we're going to post it on there. We're just going to post the links on there and uh-huh. let people, I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be brutal. Yeah. But uh, we're going to do oh, it anyway. they're going to come at us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is our segment called Tiger Droppings posts of the week and we are just going to go on tiger droppings i want to see what's on there and we're going to talk about some stuff you seen anything already yeah so let's talk about this one uh you saw we talked about this one uh the headline is talia come on down oh that's uh, tagovailoa tagovailoa exactly uh so obviously talia just entered the transfer portal and uh basically what this guy's saying is uh Overrecruited him hard at Thompson. Just saying, that's all he's got. And uh, yeah, it, the responses to it aren't aren't great underneath. No, I mean and, uh, that's not happening. If we if we get any transfer, it's going to be JT Daniels, right? Yeah, yeah. But although if JT Daniels doesn't come here, I mean we don't necessarily have a great. I don't, I don't think any of our coaches really recruited him that hard, but we did recruit Talia coming out of high school. Yeah, you know the days of us like um, needing these transfer quarterbacks are kind of going by the wayside, right? So our quarterback depth depth is is really good, right? right now. Like we recruited Talia, that was what two years ago, uh, and now like at that time you had Joe Burrow, who um, wasn't Joe Burrow yet. You had Miles Brennan, who no one had any confidence in at the time. Uh, so yeah, and you, we were we were scratching and clawing for whatever quarterbacks we could get at the time. Now you have a good offense. We have a little confidence in Miles Brennan. Uh, a lot of people feel good about Max Johnson. Mm-hmm. You just you just got a commit from Nussmeyer, who a lot of people feel really good about. You still got Finley too. Everybody got keeps Finley too. I mean, he's got potential through the roof. Everybody keeps forgetting about him because they because ha- we have Max Johnson, and I think a lot of people are falling in love with Max Johnson. And I think that's just because Max Johnson is like so much more ready, and Finley's just so raw. Yeah, like it's gonna take a lot of work for Finley to get to that level. I think just um, I don't know if he makes reads very quickly. That. I love the I love that these guys post post something like that. Um, it's like you know what the reaction is going to be, right? Like, do they not know what the reaction is going to be to a post like that? Like that it's going to be a bad post? Oh no, he he. This guy just went on here, Rocky Chalk Tiger. Rocky no, Chalk. Let's rock, shout out Rocky Chalk. Rock Chalk Tiger. Rock Chalk Tiger. Um, must be a must be a Kansas, Kansas guy, yeah. Tiger. Uh, yeah, I think this guy just went on here. Uh, expecting like everyone was on board with this and uh, he got shot down pretty hard I, I almost feel bad for you Rock Chalk uh, 250 down votes yeah it's not that's looking, bad right yeah that's, that's bad it's not looking good for you man. I don't think people are on board with you 
Okay, so here's another one I just I just just fell on my lap. If Brady did everything, tell me how LSU isn't fricked. <laughs> I saw that one. I read through it. You read through yeah, it? Yeah, I haven't read through it. <laughs> Give me the synopsis. From Sidewalk Tiger. There it is. Tell me how okay. If Brady did everything, tell me how LSU isn't fricked. Yeah, fricked. Uh <laughs> Yeah, so basically what he was saying is, uh, like, he's talking to the people who believe that Joe Brady was, like, the offensive coordinator, basically. Uh, and he's asking – I actually kind of agree with this point. He's just kind of being ridiculous about it. But So he's basically saying from the other side – he's saying, like, he he didn't do everything, right, so like LSU isn't for right? His point is that, like <laughs> – right. Ensminger was, like – Fricked or not fricked? Which one are we? He, sideways. Wait, what's his name? Sideways Tiger. Sideways Tiger. He's got side, me sideways. No, side, sidewalk sidewalk tiger. tiger. Sidewalk is saying that. Uh, Old Sidewalk. <laughs> sidewalk is is big on the Coach E train, and uh, Sidewalk does not believe LSU was fricked. Okay. Good. All right. Okay. Go. Go. Here's the next one. Can Miles Brennan break Hodson's school passing record? So Hodson's record he? is, huh? How would he? It would take two years. Right. So Hodson's at 9,115 yards. And how many is Brennan? Brennan has 600 already. So he needs 8,500 yards in two years. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, well, no. so all right. Okay, if he was even on pace for that at the end of this year, he's going to the league. Forty. If he had forty-two hundred passing yards. Yeah. yeah you think so? Like, yes. Oh no. Forty. That's a lot of passing yards, man. Not for us. I mean, we had six thousand last year. Yeah. It's a and, down year. And what the guy <laughs> who did that end up doing? Yeah, but he had six overall. A lot of people called him the greatest quarterback ever in college football history. Forty-two hundred. Well, let's say 43. So he had, he'd have to average 4,300 passing yards. So say he does like a 4,000-yard season, and then he has like a 4,800-yard season his senior year. That could, I mean, he could do it. He could do that. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I could see that. Uh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tight. Shit. That's, <laughs> I don't want to put those kind of expectations into this I mean, guy. well, we talked about this. I think Brennan's going to have – I, we've been saying 3,500 is like, is, yeah, that's the baseline almost. Right. So my expectation is more like four, right? So, but I don't see him. Maybe going, a under I don't see him going pro. I mean, unless he gets like 5,000. That that is something I talked about with a friend the other day. Is that even if he does do really well, he may still not end up having enough draft stock to jump ahead of Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. Um, and barring injuries, um, yeah, because I mean those two dudes are like those, they're they're awesome. Uh, they're great draft uh, prospects. Yeah, I mean I don't know if we've seen enough film on Brennan yet to yeah. know either way. But like if he puts up five thousand passing yards, then it might be something he's going to consider. Obviously, consider. You know? That's no, there's no consideration. Five thousand? It's not like. Yeah, but in today's college football, like five thousand is is fantastic. I'm not saying it's not, but it's not like 
I don't think you're Record understanding breaking. how much many yards, five thousand yards. Maybe is I'm in not. The, maybe I'm the so like, SEC. Maybe you, I'm so far. That's five thousand yards playing Texas at home, uh, at Florida, at Auburn, at Texas A&M, Bam at home. You'd be playing an SEC championship, obviously. Probably Arkansas. You forgot Arkansas. Arkansas. Do we have Vanderbilt this year? The we don't have vaunted Sam Pittman. <laughs> um, all right, next topic. We'll skip over that one. Um, Booger out from Monday Night Football. Yeah, thank God. I, like I love. I think Booger. we like. I think we like Booger McFarland, but I it's love like Booger. I just put him out I, of his misery on this please. one. Please, I'm so sick of seeing people hate on Booger McFarland. Please get him out of this role. It's bad. I, I mean, I don't. And Joe Testator's out too, which I like. I like that move also. I think Joe I didn't Testator's like him at all. Pro- he'll probably move back to college football. I think so too, and I think that's I where think he, he did, belongs. I think he did well in college football. Um, I agree. Yeah, I'm very interested. I saw someone saying that uh, it'll be Kirk Herbstreit and Chris Fowler that but, do Monday Night Football. I hate that. Yeah, that's something that I think they were saying is like a, a consideration, but it sounds like they wanted to take some – they were saying that they want to take somebody internally. But right. then there was some other stuff about how ESPN got the rights to Al Michaels. And I'm not quite sure how that works, and like, what season are we talking? Are we talking about this coming season? Like, he's no longer on NBC Sunday Night Football, and if that's the case, then obviously he's going to be your play-by-play guy for Monday Night Football, I would assume. I know Peyton Manning said no. Pey- yeah, and they offered him a shit ton of money, yeah, and he I, said I would no. Love to see Peyton Manning. That's what I think what they wanted was Al Michaels and Peyton Manning right. being your, your two guys, which right. would have been brilliant. And this is this is also this is why CBS just paid Tony Romo out the ass. Yeah, so they wouldn't poach him. Right. Um, so I wonder who if you had Al Michaels, who would the uh, who would the color guy be? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I've heard Marcus Spears as a possibility. Huh. I don't know. I don't. I think that was a complete rumor. I don't think that's a. Uh, I don't think that's like anybody yeah. valid. Maybe another option could be like Greg McElroy or something like that. Yeah. Wow. I like Greg McElroy. I, just, I don't know. I don't. His, I mean, his color isn't bad when he does college football games. I think he's the next Kirk Herbstreit, actually. What about Pat McAfee? Oh my God! I would tune into every Monday night. Football I would game, too. Even if it's, if it's like Dolphins versus very entertaining Jags or something. Uh, I don't know how that would work with Al Michaels, but um, that's true. <laughs> that would be an interesting uh, duo. Let's see, we got anything else on here? Here's an interesting one. Uh, if all were eligible to go, if all players on our team were eligible to go, how many players would have been in the first round? Like, how many players would you add? So, okay, so the the players. Uh, like well, Jamar Chase, obviously number one. Jamar Chase, Derek Stingley. Derek Stingley would go in the first round right now? Yeah. yeah? Okay. I mean, I'll give you that. But. A.J. Terrell went the first round. Yeah. Um, he's better than him. So, who who else? Uh, uh, Tyler Sheldon? He was eligible. Oh, you're saying – but I'm saying if, you, if, you, if they went out in the draft. I don't think he would have been first round. You don't? That's why he stayed. He would he would have gone if he would if he thought he was a first round pick, right? Uh, maybe, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's projected to be a first round pick next year. Is he? Yeah. Oh wow. Huh. I wonder why he didn't go. That's interesting. I mean, he he it might have been 
like he he can improve his draft stock even Maybe more. Maybe he's waiting for Derek Brown to be gone so that he can be that number one. Well, you did have some guy. Yeah, you had you had guys like that that are up there, like Marlon Davidson right. too. Right now, now he'll be the number one nose right. tackle next year. Right, you can be a bigger stud. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing him already like to a four three. That might be better. Yeah, for that's him. true. That's true. Um, hmm. Ter- Terrace Marshall? No, not a first round. I don't think so. Uh, just because of injuries. Not because of talent. I think talent alone, he could be a first. But anybody else on defense? I don't think so. Not off the top of my head. Um, hmm. I mean, it's got to be just Chase and, and uh, Stingley then. So adding two more, which I still think Stingley. I mean, he's a freshman. Like I get it. I completely understand he's a freak, but like, what do you mean? I guess he would if he like if he had a chance to go to the combine and all that stuff too. Yeah, yeah, he would show, show out. out. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so I think just based on his that one year of tape that he has, I think he'd be a first round pick too. Yeah, I mean he had one bad game against Devonta Smith. Uh, that was one. There was one play that was just yeah, but they were signaling to him on the sidelines. And yeah, like, that was only on one play though, and then other than so that, that was a touchdown. I was like a, like a yeah seventy yard touchdown. But or he also like gave that. up an eighty yard touchdown yeah. on the last play of the game. Uh, That's true. I forget about that. He gave up a couple like comeback routes too. I think uh, I saw something today actually. Someone was arguing about that on Twitter, and a Bama fan actually said. Uh, if you take out that 60-yard touchdown on the trick play, Devonta Smith still had 150 yards on Stingley in a touchdown. Yeah. So, I mean, he still kind of went off. That's even true. Even if you take that play out. Uh, you know he's going to be gunning for that one next Oh, yeah, that's going to be a fun See, I wonder if they would match him up on Smith or if they would match him up on Waddle. I think they'd put him on Smith and then leave uh, Waddle because Waddle plays in the slot, right? So you'd put him with Cordell Flott. Um Jay Ward, those kind of guys. Mm. Those seem like more of your nickel guys. Yeah. Well, um, again, Tiger Droppings, I'm reaching out to you. I want to be the official podcast of Tiger Droppings, so we're going to do this post, uh, this segment every week. Um, Tiger Droppings post of the week. If you guys have any posts that you guys see during the week, Shoot us, um, shoot us something on Twitter, or you can email us at one team one podcast at gmail.com, or you can send us a DM on Twitter uh, at one team one pod on Twitter. We've been pretty active on Twitter. Yeah. Oh yeah. Is that nothing from Bayou since we nothing from Bayou, Brian. Yeah, we we. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Although we had the Facebook stuff. Yeah. <laughs> This has been a very interesting, uh, very interesting week. So, Bayou Brian liked us on Facebook. For all you guys want to know, Bayou Brian, by the way, who is our he's our number one. He's our most loyal listener. He's our number one loyal loyal listener for Uh sure. Uh, Bayou Brian, he reached out to us on Facebook, sent us a Facebook uh, request, sent some of our other our other friends Facebook requests too. Uh And then uh, commented on our on our Facebook post with our new episode, and accused us us of stealing. Yeah. Um, Apparently, uh, one of the uh, one of the other shows in Baton Rouge, the LSU shows, invented the idea of quarterback rankings. I didn't know that. Yes. That's huge. Of SEC quarterback. That's rankings. massive for him. Yeah, I didn't know I couldn't do that. Yeah. Um, but we did it. 
So <laughs> I didn't know somebody else did it. I but still, I, I've tried I really to, don't care. I've tried to find his rankings. I still can't find. No, them. I can't either. So I've tried so, as well because I was like, wait, did, I do, did we do the exact same rankings or something? So I don't know. That means uh, I guess one he had. Team, I guess he had Vanderbilt fourteenth. Yeah, probably. Probably. Yeah, and then he stopped scrolling. How original! Door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that by the way, that means one team, one podcast, significantly more accessible than other shows. That's true. You can find our pod, uh, our rankings at uh, one team one podcast dot com. Right. It's our official website, and if you click on blogs, you'll be able to find it there. Hey, also go to our shop page. We're like. We're cranking out the t-shirts. Yeah, I, I just got my mug the other day. You did? That's my, I've never ordered a mug for myself before. I've always gotten them for like Father's Day and all that stuff. And you got your own but show mug. I got now. my own mug. I'm so hyped about this mug. This is great. I'm, everybody's starting to get all their, their gear in. It mm-hmm. takes a little while right now with COVID and all that. But yeah. uh, the guy, one of our, one of our, or Brandon, our, one of our listeners, he got his t-shirt in. And I've ordered some stuff, so I'm still waiting on that. But uh we just did another T-shirt, and it's um, I call it Wade Brigade. Wade Brigade. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it says Wade Brigade Brigade on the on the front. Did I say butchering that right? Brigade. Brigade. Absolutely butchering this. Wade Brigade. <laughs> the, the, I thought the Wade Brigade. Isn't that the? Isn't that what the managers call themselves? I guess I asked if I could. Do, I mean, I was just like shooting did, people you, on Facebook. Like, could, did you could talk I do to the this? Wade Brigade? No, I didn't. I know they're on Twitter. Are they the Wade Brigade or are they just Wade Brigade? I think it's the Wade Brigade. See, I'm different. I'm Wade Brigade. No, the. <laughs> now on the back though. You should put a Wade Brigade. Now on the back, I did something. Um, I put a quote from Will Wade, and that quote is, "You've been under a rock. You you've been under a rock." So that brings us to our next segment which is LSU Rewind and it starts right now on this edition of LSU Rewind we take you back to 2018 when LSU basketball tipped on ULL in the NIT in a game filled with fireworks and an epic post-game press conference a couple of teams in Tulane have not been very responsive in uh, games in the past, so uh, it's a great opportunity. We would like to play this game at home. Uh, Our athletic director reached out to uh, the commissioner this morning and also to a couple other people trying to get a read on the seating. Since our RPI is much better, our record is much better, uh, we feel like our gym's better. There are a lot of things that uh, say that we should be a higher seed than we were. We got the second best record in the tournament out of the 32 teams. Coach, what shots did, did uh, UL take at you? you? You've been under a rock? Uh, specifically. Talking about, you know, they should be playing at home and, kill, I mean, look, look listen, what, you think they should have been playing at home? I'm just asking. Okay, well, let me, let, let me explain this to you. There's this thing called the NCAA nitty gritty sheet, all right? Their, yeah, their RPI is higher than ours, all right? They also played the 213th strength of schedule. We had the 54th rated strength of schedule. You say, oh, well, we play in the SEC, so the SEC stacks that up. We had 122nd strength of schedule out of conference. They had 172nd strength of schedule out of conference, all right? We have, we have nine quadrant one and two wins. They have one. 24 of their 25 wins... 24 of their 25 wins were against quadrants three and four, including an 18-point loss at Ole Miss, who came in last place in our league. All right? 
Now, I know they like to talk about their 27 wins in the RPI, but the RPI doesn't factor in, and they, they're big on beating all the Louisiana schools. Unfortunately for the RPI, you can't count your wins over Louisiana College and Xavier of New Orleans. It's not the way it works. And so we have a better RPI. I mean, they have a better RPI, yes, but you have to look at the sheet. If you look at the teams that got in the NCAA tournament, it's the teams that beat other tournament teams. We went 7-7 seven and seven against NCAA tournament teams. I was surprised it wasn't a 2-7 game and not a 3-6 game. I was a little disappointed. I thought it would be a 2-7 type matchup instead of a 3-6 type matchup. But they take shots at that. They take shots at our gym. By the way, we have an arena, not a gym. They take shots at our, 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 our arena um, and, and, and all that sort of stuff. And that's just, you know, that's not right. And we're not scared of anybody. We're not scared of anybody, point blank, period. And my guys aren't scared of anybody. And, you know, that's, that's, and th th to think that, look, the SEC has a rule where you have to play teams with a three-year rolling RPI. Who in here knows what ULL's three-year rolling RPI is? 138, I'll save, you, I'll save you the research. 138 going into this year. We have home and home series scheduled with Houston, who was 127, better than ULL. Home and home series that we scheduled with Memphis, 114, better than ULL. We have a home series coming up, home and home series coming up with VCU, 25, better than ULL. To talk about us being scared of starting home and home series with people and playing people is, is, is crazy. It's crazy. We scheduled better teams than them based on the SEC scheduling formula. The one thing I do agree that he said is he needs to run his program and I need to run my program and we'll do what, what sees fit. Okay, Jackie, we got LSU ULL 2018 basketball. Um, I know there's a lot of people and on we're on a Facebook group where uh, there's a lot of people from Lafayette and they got a lot of thoughts on this game as well. Um, so I know this is going to be a fiery, fiery one. Uh, I mean, I, I didn't even post any clips of the game. Right. And there is there is a part of the game where, of course, Wade calls a timeout at the end yes. and is, like, clapping in front of Bob Marlin, and Bob Marlin from ULL wants to, like, charge him. He, like, lunged at him. <laughs> it's so I like, fantastic. I love when they ask Wade about that, too, in the press conference, and he goes, I didn't see that. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, and he's like, well, maybe, maybe, and maybe I said something. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, yeah, that was my that was one of my favorite parts. And he said uh, he told him that he said like y'all don't get to come here very often, so I wanted to enjoy you guys to enjoy it, enjoy it a little longer. A little longer. Right. Yeah, that's beautiful. Uh, all this stuff just makes you love Will Wade even more. Right, I think as an LSU people, fan, I should say. I think a lot of people forget about this game too because it was NIT and yeah, it was the that. first year that and was it was like, the NIT and we I mean we were really trying to get over the hump. Right. Um, and we had we had a big win early in the year against Michigan with Tremont Waters, and it was like you were just trying to like get yeah. over that little hurdle. And getting to the NIT was actually a a really good thing for LSU that year. Um, right. And, and yeah, you're coming off of two and sixteen. Yeah, SEC. absolutely. And I, I mean, it's a great turnaround mm -hmm. uh, just to make it to the NIT. Um, but yeah, it was a so ULL brought a ton of people. Yeah, it was crazy. You were at the game, right? I was at the game. I, I watched it on TV. I wasn't there. Uh, I mean, yeah, there had to have been at least two, 3,000 ULO fans at this game. Mm -hmm. It was like – it was wild. It was like a – it's like going to a high school game because, you know, like all high school teams like – It's like one side and the other side. Like travel to right. away games and stuff. And I mean, you know, Lafayette's only 
hour away or so. Right. So yeah, that game was fun. That game was really fun. That was. It felt like. Uh, it felt like uh, I don't want to get too Catholic high on everybody, but uh, felt like Challenge Day at Catholic High versus SJA, and like that kind of atmosphere. Like a ri- like a real rivalry. Exactly. Right. Because I mean, ULL, their their fans were fired up to play us. Well, and they always are. Right. Um, and this goes way back. And in baseball, there's plenty of baseball. Right. Back in the day, there was a super regional that was hot and heated. Mm-hmm. Um, we still play them in baseball every year, right? Yeah, we do. Um, well, I think it's every. I think there's a. I mean, it's I. I rem- the Wally Pontiff Classic, right? No, they change that every now and then. It's oh, different okay. teams oh, that they'll play, I but. Just um, I mean, we typically play ULL at least once a year. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, they've ULL used to, was really good in baseball in other times and like right when they played here i don't remember the year might have been 2000 maybe maybe a little earlier than that there was a couple of fights and stuff like that and like a lot of arguments and it was hot gotcha um but this kind of was the same atmosphere but basketball this time right um a lot of fun especially for a program like ours that needed a little spark and will wade is just like you can't you can't help but love that guy if yeah, you're an LSU this fan. is this is when we first like really saw like him get fired up about right. something, you know? I mean like you saw him on the sidelines. It's like, pro- like it's like pride. Over. Like yeah. you could tell like he he's no no no, you're not going to dog my team. Right. Like we're 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 ready to go. Not even the team necessarily, but the program. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Like that's I mean No, we we were at the bottom and now we're not anymore. Right. And that was kind of like that mm-hmm. attitude. I loved it. Right. I love it. Um, yeah, the you've been under the rock. We're gonna use that over and over and over. Oh, yeah. um, I, I I genuinely love that clip. That yes. Little... So and that's on the back of our t-shirt. So go get our t-shirt at one team one podcast dot com. Mm-hmm. Go to our shop page and you'll be able to find that t-shirt um, that we just created. Um, about the game, I can't probably couldn't tell you that much about the game itself. I know we were up a lot. And then ULL came well, back in the second half. Yeah, but at first, to start the game, ULL went up like 10 nothing. Right, and it was like right. everybody was going nuts in the... Uh-huh, and I was like, I was there with uh, I was there with Sarah, and I was like, I don't think this is going to go very well. <laughs> I, was, I, was get, I was about ready to leave, honestly. What? Uh, for a second. I mean, it just it didn't feel like we had a shot in the first, like, five minutes of the game. Yeah. And then, you know, we turned around. We went on, like, a 12-0 run right after that, and it was fine. Uh, that that was definitely it, it was weird being in the PMAC with like three thousand non LSU fans right. like going wild about beating the hell out of LSU. It was it felt really strange. Yes, it was it was very similar to that uh, Georgia game from a couple years ago. Uh, yeah, we had talked about that one right. uh, a few weeks ago on LSU <laughs> Rewind uh, Georgia game in twenty eighteen same right. year where they brought it seemed uh, like. They probably it had seemed them. like there was 40,000 Georgia fans it in Tiger Stadium. Felt like that. Whenever it's, they would score or something, that's how loud it would feel. Right. And or like a big hit. Right. Remember, um, what's his name? Holyfield oh, running yeah. over John Battle. Twice. Yeah, and it's like, woo. And yeah. you, like you just hear all the Georgia fans. The same, it's yes. Like you're in Athens, right? Same kind of thing in this game with ULL. Um, but so it started with Bob Marlin just in the program the week leading up to the game yeah. because he got seated lower than he thought. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love 
Will Wade coming with the numbers. When Will Wade starts rattling off like RPI and like nitty gritty sheet statistics uh, injected into my veins. The best part of all of it is that he's not looking at a piece of paper. He's not. He just he just knows all the numbers. Like the the the. Hey, does anybody know what ULL's rolling RPI is? It's one thirty eight. I'll save you the research. (laughs) He just knows it. And and all that 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 all that knowledge that he has of those type of things. They all show in the way that he schedules. Absolutely, he's the, he, he's he knows exactly. He knows exactly how to schedule for the team that he has to yeah. get yourself in the best place to be in the tournament. Right. That's all that is, and it's right. like, like what him, he's saying is ULL isn't good enough to mm-hmm. be on our schedule right now. Yeah. Sorry. Right. Like everybody gets upset about us playing East Tennessee State, but come at the end of the year, East you Tennessee realize, State wins the whatever conference right. they're in. And now, SoCon. okay, that's a tur- yeah, yeah. I think it's SoCon. Um, it's like okay, now that's a tournament team that you beat, right? Or even if you didn't beat them, Utah it's like, State, that's still a tournament team, and it's right? like Utah State, yeah. And it, I know that was a tournament that they played in, but still, he knows what teams are there, right. and he knows how it's going to affect his RPI at the end of the year. Yeah, it, it's brilliant actually, and I've never heard a coach go into detail like that before mm-hmm. until Will Wade, and oh, just love it. I right. absolutely love it. He, and he always talks about like manipulating the numbers and all that stuff. It's just he, he's he's so good at this. Yeah. That, that that along with his recruiting style and tactics right now. Yeah. It's it just got me like I think we're all like I think all LSU basketball LSU fans are just in love with Will Wade. Yeah. I if you're I not you're not. If you're not, get off your high horse. Yeah, really. Like, come on, man. Come on, man. This is I mean, like, would it be, would it be, what do you want? Would it be great if we could run a completely clean program and be a top 10 team? Right. Absolutely. Tell me which one is doing that. Yeah. None. None. Right. Look at all the top 10 teams. None of them or the consistent top 10 teams. I should say none of them are running a perfectly clean program. Speaking of NCAA is starting to drop some hammers down. I don't, well, I shouldn't say hammers. I saw Emmert said something about we're not going to be able to play if, there's no students on campus or something. No, 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 no. I'm talking about basketball oh, wait, as wait, far as uh, some cut that out. investigation. Like the NCAA is about to – I shouldn't say hammer, but like I know um, Kansas got cited for something. I, 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 oh, I don't really that. know exactly what it is yet, so I, I saw, probably shouldn't I say. I saw something but, about that on Tiger Drop, actually. Oh, did you? Yeah, I saw someone say uh, – Dickie V sure is quiet about Kansas right now. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, he's not going to say anything about that. And I think there was somebody else. It might have been Arizona was another one where all of a sudden NCAA is getting – starting to step in. Or no, it was Louisville, I think is what it was. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, and I haven't heard anything with LSU yet. Um, and right. it wouldn't surprise me to hear it's, something, but – Something's coming. They got nothing. They got nothing. They got nothing, but at the same time, I feel like something's coming, you know? Yeah. It just – it feels weird. Are you going to take one scholarship away? Yeah, some, something I mean, like that. Something that's that's in, fine. Something that's maybe in, I mean, probably worst case scenario is a postseason ban, right? Um, and I have enough confidence in our athletic director that he won't I lay too. down and fire Will Wade. Man, how 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 good of a position are we in right now? I know. Like when we when we looked back at like all this before and we had Joe Oliva and it was like man I, this is just doesn't look good she's like i don't trust the decision makers now, could we have asked for a better outcome out of all this then than we are right now we have Scott Woodward in 
Will Wade's back in charge. We're getting recruits again. Right. Like it just it couldn't have it couldn't have asked for a better outcome. Um, yeah. Joe Oliva is nowhere to be found anymore. I think he's still getting paid by LSU yeah, just I mean, to not about, come to work. Think about the the guys we had in like maybe five years ago, 2016. You had Les Miles as your head coach. Jimmy yeah. Jones as your head basketball coach. Right. Joe Oliva, who you don't trust to make any hires. Yep. Uh, and now all three of those guys are gone. Yep. And you've they've all been replaced with like elite coaches and an elite athletic director. Right. But Joe Brady's gone now, Jack. I mean, I don't know We're what's going to happen. We're we freaked. freaked. <laughs> <laughs> We're so freaking freaked. Um, all right, what else about this game do you want to talk about? It was really about the press conferences. Yeah, I mean, the game was fun. Uh, and look, you all actually is was a good team. Yeah, they were. And he and actually is a good – Bob Marlin actually is a good coach. Yeah, he just – don't talk shit like that. Like what? Why? Why? Yeah, did, don't stir have, it up. Right. Like, and I know that's what ULL fans like to. They there's an inferiority yeah. complex there. There is. Uh, that's why they try to call themselves Louisiana for crying out loud. You're freaking USL, okay? Yeah. I love that uh, Coach Wade kept calling them ULL, even though like he got here, he got to LSU after. They changed their name to Louisiana. So you know that he was saying ULL to get under their skin. I love how they're at the University of Louisiana, and then there's still a, Louisiana, a University of Louisiana at Monroe. Like, right. they don't get the chance to call themselves Louisiana. Although ULM is also, like, not good at anything. So. Yeah, but you, you're Louisiana Lafayette and Louisiana Monroe. Uh-huh. Like, there's right. two different ones. Yeah, that's true. It's ridiculous. Um, it's definitely like a little brother thing. And I, oh, you mentioned that at the game, right? Oh, they chanted it. I was hoping you would be able to pull a clip of that. There wasn't, there wasn't anything we could pull, but, uh, there was a, at the very end of the game, the entire student section started chanting little brother. (laughs) It was, it was was really great. And it's, it's like everyone in the student section too was just looking directly at the ULL section. Right. It was, it was great. It's, it's perfect. And they're all like all the ULL fans. Fans were just like clearing the uh, clearing the stage. They were leaving. It was great. Okay, it was perfect. I wish I was there. There's a couple of times where I wish I was at the the assembly center, and it was when um, when Wade calls timeout and like looks over at him and was clapping. Yeah, I wish I was there at that moment and like around ULL fans too. Yeah, and then there's another time when. Joe Oliva walks in after suspending Will Wade. Oh, at the van. I wish I was there that night, too. I got a, I got a work friend, uh, Bailey Kilshaw, who uh, said he was sitting, like, two rows away from Joe Oliva really? during that whole thing. And he told me that it was, like, Joe Oliva was just, like, being, like, really awkward. And, like, I can't believe he was there. And, like, I can't he, believe he showed he, up. He told me that Joe Oliva was, like, just, like, shocked that people were so outraged with him. I mean, so it's like I, just such a lack, lack of, of pulse of yeah, what's going on. Exactly. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah. I and I can't believe he showed up. The home game right before that too was the best LSU basketball game I've ever been to was the Tennessee game. Oh yeah. That was right. a fun one. Right. Actually that we, we could do a rewind of that sometime soon. Man, really it's so game. great to have these electric kind of games at the assembly center again. Mm-hmm. And Will Wade's the guy. Um, there's no question about it. So I'm glad LSU's kind of sticking with them and um, more press conferences to come, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Um, thought it was a good addition we can kind of share with you guys this week on LSU Wine. That 
uh, takes us to our next segment where we are going to talk a little bit about a UFC. We had a big UFC event oh, yeah. last night. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, so we're recording there, this huh? on Mother's Day, so it's Sunday. So you, it was last night on Saturday. Did you come out positive last night? I came out a little negative. Ah, that's okay. Yeah, I um, I had uh, Wordum uh, early, mm-hmm. and I got robbed. No, you didn't. Uh, we were okay. texting about that. Um, <laughs> I got robbed on that that's one. That's not true. He, 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 he obviously got his ass kicked in the first round. It, like, exactly. That's, and he was like, it looked like he, and I was about he to, he had a lot of catching up to do. <laughs> I was about that. to tweet like, well, that was the wrong pick. Right. I was um, surprised he didn't get knocked out in that first round. I was too. Uh, but the second and third round I, the was second, a completely different round. The second round was close. He won the second round, but it was close in the third round. I don't think he made up enough ground to make up for that first round. So he, whoa, whoa, whoa. All right. It's a point system. So it was right. twenty nine, twenty eight. Right. Was the so you're saying? But somebody's saying so those two, judges are two, saying two of them said that. Uh, what's his face? The other. And guy. we're talking oh, about a prelim, but it, I had the, money on this thing. Yeah, I mean, it's for just, crying out loud, so we're going to talk about this. Right. Uh, two of the judges must have said that Olenek did win that second round, which is nuts to me. I don't agree like, with that. I don't either. Um, and it, by but the end I of the fight, the, you could have. Isn't the scoring system in U and UFC a little different from like boxing, where that like you can win, you don't necessarily win ten nine in every round. Like you can win like ten eight. I think in that's a round the case, something. but um, you could also the case, said he would have won by more than just ten nine. I mean, he almost round. the guy almost got submitted twice in the last round. That's true. Um, that's true. But you, they also do give points for like getting out of those binds and stuff. So that started me off on the wrong foot, um, but I had a parlay. It oh, was. Yeah. You uh, won a parlay. What I won parlay? the parlay. I had uh, so I had Naganu, I had Triple C, and I had um, who was my last guy? You had didn't you have Ferguson? No, no, no. I had uh, Pettis. Oh, okay. Um, so that was my parlay. I won that one, and Pettis was Perfect. close. That was um, close. I was sweating that one a little bit, <laughs> but I also had um, separate than with that. I had Naganu uh, under. Uh, one and a half rounds, which was 20 seconds. That yeah. was my best bet of the night. Yeah. And I was like, man, shit, I should have put some more on that one. Yeah, um, I, I, I probably, if, if there was an option to bet like less than one minute, I would have taken that bet, I think. It was one and a half. But it was, it was I mean, one that, and a half? it was one and a half, but it was like minus 145. I, I mean, it was like 20 seconds for some reason. No, no, no. I'm saying the bet was like, over under one oh, and a half one and rounds. Half minutes. Oh, one and a half rounds? No, I'm saying I would have taken yeah, a minute. Yeah, one and a half rounds. I'm saying I would have taken a minute. Oh, hell. There was probably <laughs> a prop out there for that, but I probably like could have got great odds on that. Three of his last four fights have been, under, have been under 45 seconds. Well, that's why I was like, this one's a no brainer. But um, yeah, dude, I should have put, put way more animal. on that. But um, I can't wait to watch him. But then I, actually do I had food. gotten a tip from a guy that is a better, bigger UFC fan than I am. That um, Ferguson was going to win big. I actually i I had money on Gaethje. Did you? Uh-huh. Um, so early in the night, I uh, I can't remember who the fighters were. It was uh, Cater versus uh, I forget the guy's name that I had money on. I didn't know enough about the fight. I shouldn't have been betting money. 
I was really bored, wanted to gamble. Well, this is the thing. I this out, is like the only thing it's, going on. It's it's twenty. It's, I, th- I threw out twenty dollars. I was like, let's let's just have a little fun. Right. Uh, lost that. The dude I was betting against was uh, my friend Cole, and he knows a lot more about UFC than I do. Mm-hmm. Um. So I lost twenty there. Uh, later he was saying, uh, that he thought Ferguson was going to win that fight, but I actually knew a little bit about Justin Gaethje going into the fight. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go double or nothing here. Cause at least this time I know that I'm betting on a good fighter. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know Justin Gaethje was that good. Um, I don't think he has been. I didn't know that Tony Ferguson was going to be able to take that many punches. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Jesus. I you know my tip was that Ferguson was going to win big, and um, he got his ass whipped for five rounds. Yeah. Um, and it was like, yeah, brutal. Yeah. So I mean, it wasn't a good bet. Like just like how my Naganu under one and a half rounds um was the best bet of the night. That was my worst bet of the night. Was oh, yeah. the Ferguson big? Well, I kept getting so <laughs> nervous when like Gaethje just kept giving him all these huge blows, and he was just fine. Like he started like smiling and laughing and he kept doing all his weird spins and stuff. I was like, this is just craziness. Yeah. I, I, and I didn't know that Gaethje was going to be able to go all five rounds. That, I mean, he, yeah, really, cause usually I, he, he was cemented himself as a star last night. <sighs> he's got a, he's about to get his ass Khabib's, kicked. I mean, Khabib's going to kill him, but Khabib. I don't know who Khabib wouldn't kill. Maybe even maybe. in the, even in the post fight press conference, Gaethje was like, um, yeah, you know, win or lose, I'm just going to be happy to be there. And I'm right. like, bro, like right. this is like the sport where you don't show. These are these are all guys that like just trash talk all the time. They, yeah, they're just like super crazy confident. And he was like, yeah, no, I, Khabib's already. I in mean, his Khabib head. is like ridiculous. Khabib's so. just the monster, right? It, he'll probably be able to get him on the ground within like a minute. I don't know? think we're normally going to talk a lot about UFC on this show, but um, it was so fantastic to have live sports again. Yeah, and like. I, you know, I actually wish they would have put all of it on uh, regular ESPN. I thought because your ratings would have been th- through the roof. I bet you ESPN would have paid a ton for that. Um, they probably would have to put it on their live programming mm-hmm. instead of doing pay per view. And I, I, I bet you they could have made more they money had doing some it that way. Fights on that uh, on the prelims. prelims. Yeah, the, like uh, the Cowboys, Cowboys Cerrone and the Pettis. Pettis. I was yeah. surprised. That's a, I was surprised that one was on regular. Yeah, because um, that was a yeah that was a decent fight. Yeah. Um, Decent names. Yeah. I mean, and Cerrone, it was close. Mm-hmm. Um, Pettis ended up winning the fight? Pettis, Pettis won the fight in a decision. Okay. So, but it was great to have live sports again. Um, switching gears a little bit, we'll kind of talk about um, the Saints schedule came out, NFL schedule, and they had a little bit of news this week too, right? With uh, Yeah, just cut Larry Warford. Cut Warford, and we were kind of wondering what was going on with that. It, it kind of felt like the writing was on the wall for this, but was, but you didn't know it. I didn't think going it was into the draft quickly. I did not think it was going to happen this quickly. I didn't even think it was going to happen this year. Well, didn't they want to like trade him? They wanted to like get a pick for him or something like that in the draft. And is that what we wanted? Nobody to got nobody. I, I think were, nobody I mean, took it. Everything that was, uh, it was all rumors that were swirling. It wasn't like any hard. Honestly, thing. I hadn't heard anything leading up to the the draft pick that said, Hey, this is an issue. There, there it was like, that's why the, the pick were, was a little like, what? what? There were small rumblings that Warford might be on his way out soon. Hmm. I thought that meant like in a year or two. I didn't think that meant like, yeah, I didn't right, know. Either. Right now. Um, but um, I, I think that shows a lot about how 
how much they really like Cesar Ruiz. Well, and McCoy. Um, and McCoy, yeah. That's they're going to move McCoy into his position, so Ruiz is going to be your center. And Andrews Pete, how much they like him. Well, for sure, and I think Pete's solid. Um, he's a little injury-prone, but he's solid. Right. Um, yeah, but to, to cut a pro bowler right. is – Right, it's not even like he's that old. He's like 28 years old, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I mean, he's in his prime, you know. Uh, it, he's definitely more expensive. For nobody to, like, trade even, like, a lower-round pick for him or something like that, if that's what they were offering, it's a little – it's kind of shocking. But they dropped a lot of cap room, too. So, yeah. I think they ended up saving about $7 million in well, cap space. So They're going to be able to pay for, you know, the all those picks that they had in 2017 with Kamara and Michael Thomas. And well, they need more than that. They're going to need a lot of money for those two. Right. And then you also got to pay for uh, – Marcus Lattimore, yeah, coming up. He's yep. gonna have a pretty. He's gonna ask for a lot of money. I, it's gonna be tough to keep all these guys. Well, and that's kind of why we were saying like you got one year with Breeze here. Right. Um, you got to make, you got to make it count. Um, speaking of, so we got the schedule that came that came out. Right. Um, it's tough. Have you seen it? Yes. Oh my god. Now. I mean, I work you for got, I work for NBC and Fox, so it's fantastic for me because I can saw all these Saints games, games. Some of your tougher games are at home, at least. So uh, you open the season. Season opener is Tom Brady and it's Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home. Yep, which is just fantastic. Uh, let's. I'll just go through the highlights. Your bye week is week six. You got uh, Green Bay at home week three. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Rena wins with. Uh, Raiders, Lions, and Chargers. I mean, it's the NFL, so there's really there's no, no run of wins. But right. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, we're gonna call these run of wins just for the well. And it almost looks like you discussion. need to, you need to be at a um, a really solid record going into the last half of the season, because if not, it, it get it gets tough. Yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, you got. 49ers at home again. You got the Chiefs at home. Yeah. You got the Vikings at home. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, you go you go to Chicago again, and I mean, like, Chicago may not be great, but that is tough to go to uh, Soldier Field. That is not an easy place yeah, to Yeah, what's win. the date on that one? Is it November? November 1st. Yeah, so November, you're going to Chicago. And don't you go to the Eagles? You go to the Eagles. You go to the Broncos. Yeah, so cold weather late in the year for all those, right? <laughs> don't sleep on those Broncos. Don't sleep on the Broncos, guys. Don't sleep guys. on Denver. Yeah. You're going to sleep on Denver? Are you sleeping on Denver? Because I'm not sleeping on Denver. <laughs> Wait, are you sleeping on the Broncos? All right. I'm telling you. All right, y'all go ahead and sleep on Denver. Don't sleep on the Broncos. <laughs> You better not sleep on Denver. You better not sleep on Denver. <laughs> okay. Y'all go ahead and sleep on Denver. Um, yeah, so, yeah, tough year. I, it's, it's I tough. think people were, tough schedule. people were looking at it like 10 and 6, 11 and 5 kind of thing. But I think it's more like 11 and 5, 12 and 4. Really? Okay. I mean, I think. That's what I like know, to hear. You, you've gone 13 and 3 two years in a row. Yeah, this is a tougher schedule than you played, though. Last year was a tough schedule, too. I agree. I just, I think this one, I think your division's getting tougher. 
Um, yeah, that's that's very true. The now I'm not a, a lot I, look. I think the I think the Bucks are going to be good, but I don't think they're I don't think they're at that level yet. And people are going to be they're going to be all over TV and people I will blasting this, them out though, there. Tampa Bay is going to be a tough place to go get a win because those fans are going to be hyped. Yeah, they're ready every huh? game. I mean, this the that you they have one year. This is it. Like this is they're going all in for 2020, yeah. and then everything's gonna leave right like immediately. Yeah, and they're gonna go right back to mediocrity, unless they draft a really good quarterback or something. Well, I mean, yeah, you got one year. I mean, I mean, you think Gronk's gonna stick around if no. Brady no. retires? I don't no. think so either. He's only there for Brady. Yeah, and he's only 215 right now. <laughs> <laughs> Another inside the, joke. You can tell by the picture. Yeah, I mean, I showed you the picture. It's 2.15. Um, all right, guys, we're going to wrap it up a little bit. Again, let me thank our sponsor, um, Courtesy Buick GMC in Lafayette, Brandon Lejeune. I'm going to post all of his info on this uh, on this post. And you guys reach out to him. He would love to do business with an LSU fan. Um, he can get any car you want. Uh, selling a lot of uh, Denali trucks and Yukons right now. So, you guys reach out to them. Uh, they're at 4750 Johnson Street, but you can also go on our website. You can always send them an email as well at blejeune at courtesyautomotive.com. Um, so we appreciate their sponsorship with us. Reach out to them. Also, guys, go ahead and reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter uh, at One Team One Podcast. Our Twitter handle is One Team One Pod. Um, send us out a DM, uh, very active on Twitter. Uh, we'd love to talk to you guys from there. Also go to our website, uh, one team, one podcast.com. Uh, you can check out all of our episodes and also our shop page. Go look at our t-shirts on there and order you something. Um, and you can always send us a message through there as well. And until next week, guys, this has been one team, one podcast logging out. One Team, One Podcast, a Bandit Radio Production.